Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey. Hi. What's happening? Nothing. How's it going with you? Okay. I'm trying to, I don't know what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I, was trying to get, I was trying to get my paint together so I could paint something different. I'm trying to fix one of the dresses for the dolls that I'm making. Waiting for you. And here you are. I'm here. Let's do it. All right. This is a very, dare I say, wildly different, no pun intended, uh, (laughs) read for us. Oh, that was bad. (laughs) But I enjoy it. Yeah, I did too. And today's book is a motorcycle romance. There's nothing paranormal about it. It's very different from anything we've ever talked about on the podcast. We, We needed to clean our palette, right? Yes, you actually read this book and really enjoyed it and then i read it after you and now we're doing it for the podcast and you're the one that's kind of branching out yeah i mean i need a shake up i need something i need a reset in life so i'm trying to do it through reading apparently God help yeah, me. I totally get it. I do the same thing when I read. Sometimes I'll be like, I don't want to read about any more aliens or I don't want to read about shifters anymore, which is very rare because I do love yeah. shifter. Mm, I love and the vampire. Every once in a while, you're like, okay, let me read a brother's best friend contemporary romance. I like those on occasion. Let me read mm. a billionaire with a younger woman romance. Let me read a motorcycle club room. Like, Anything that's in the realm of romance will still do it for me <laughs> So when I'm reading. So, you know, branching out is good. Yeah, me too. But it leaves me wanting. It's like, oh, I want someone to hold me. Oh, I want someone to talk to me like that. Oh, I want someone to do me like that. Uh, this book definitely left me wanting because this uh, <laughs> main character is everything and more. Mm, I agree. So shall we get into it? Yes. Do you want to say what it is since you picked it or do you want me to say it? I will. Uh, Yes, I will take ownership for this selection. It's called The Hellfire Riders, Zaxon and Jenny by Katie Wilde. Yes. And so we had already done a Katie Wilde book before on the podcast, but that was one of her paranormal sorts of romance. Mm -hmm. Now this is a contemporary romance from her. The first thing I had highlighted was at the beginning of the book, it has what's essentially a blurb, but then at the end is more like an author's note. It says, The Hellfire Riders series was originally conceived as a series of novellas for readers who want heat, emotion, and a happy ending, but who don't have the time to read a full-length book. Saxon and Jenny are featured in three novellas, Wanting It All, 
taking it all, and having it all, which are collected in this edition and includes this couple's complete romance. And boy, does it. That was interesting. I've never actually seen this sort of thing happen before in a book that it was originally three separate stories. When I was reading it, I didn't, I guess I didn't read the blurb or I didn't understand the blurb or I didn't care about the blurb. I don't know what my problem was, but I started reading it. And then when I got to the second, what would be considered like the second novella, I'm like, what the hell's going on here? what's happening. And then I realized what was happening. So that's actually one of my complaints about this book is that she didn't do any sort of re-editing or formatting Mm -hmm. or changes. She literally just took the three novellas and slapped them into one story. So there are things that happen where if you were reading them as they were released, you would appreciate. But if you're reading them all in one sitting, I didn't like. Like say, Mm -hmm. for example, like you're saying part two starts a week after just about the end of the events that happened in part one. And so there's a little bit of what you would get normally in book two in a series of a rehashing summarization of what happened in the first part, which you totally Mm -hmm. would need if you're having like months between reading stories. But if you're sitting there in one sitting, it really kind of annoyed me that it was like that. So I'm like, I don't want to like... Now I'm just going back to where we were. I already know all this. Like that is one complaint I have about this and the way that it was done. I have no complaints about this and I'm thankful for uh, Miss Wilde for writing this. I can overlook a lot. Well, my only complaint really is this little formatting sort of thing. And it wasn't a huge deal. It's not like there were pages and pages and pages of rehashing and re-summarizing what happened. Just like a very small complaint in the grand scheme of how fantastic saxon was oh because god i'm just gonna say <laughs> straight off the jump he's the reason to read this story oh my god he absolutely is mm-hmm. so let's introduce our cast of characters in this book okay so this is what i put together so in fantasy books i'm a big fan of the map right? And I would say in a motorcycle story, I'm a big fan of having a list of the people and the role in the motorcycle club and also their, what would you call it? Like their road name? It's not really a nickname because that sounds too childish. Yeah. Like their motorcycle club name. Because there's a lot of people who play different parts in a motorcycle club romance. And I was personally getting a little confused. And so I made this list. I think it's correct based on, you know, my notes. Yeah. I mean, I read it. I looked at this this morning. I was like, yeah, that's right. And I'm glad you did that because it does get a little confusing, but it's okay. Saxon is the president of the motorcycle club, the Hellfire Riders. His vice president is somebody named Jack Hayden. His road name is Blowback. Then you have the Enforcer. His name is Aaron. He is somebody's brother. Her name is Anna. And his road name is Stonewall. Then we have the Sergeant at Arms, Zachary Cooper. And his road name is Gunner. And then we have several people that are just members of the motorcycle club. The only person I'm really pointing out is a woman because it's Mm -hmm. wildly insane that there's a woman that's not an old lady or a sweet butt in the motorcycle club world. She's actually one of the riders. Her name is Lily Burns and her road name is Zoomy. All right. So the first little novella 
that we're going to talk about is called Wanting It All. And it starts with the female main character. Her name is Jenny. And she's going into a bar that's called the Wolf's Den. And it's owned by this motorcycle club called the Hellfire Riders. And she's not supposed to really be in there because her father is the president of a different motorcycle group called the Steel Titans. There's a couple different motorcycle clubs, which was another reason I kind of needed not a legend, but a list of the characters Mm -hmm. because I was trying to keep all the characters and their roles and their motorcycle clubs together. It wasn't super hard. I nerd out way too much on people's roles within the motorcycle club just because I've read a lot of those (laughs) romances. Well, my mind is no longer a steel trap. It's kind of like a soggy, floppy Kleenex that's been left out in the rain at this point. So names are hard for me. I don't know what my issue is, but I have a real problem with names. So this is all good. Okay. (laughs) I usually have a problem with names when they all start with a similar letter. That really screws me. Yeah, apparently it doesn't matter to me. I just, (laughs) I forget everybody. You're lucky I remember your name, okay? Okay, all right, that's fine. So, uh, uh, like you said, Jenny went into the wolf's den, and she is greeted by Aaron. Like I said, he's the enforcer, and he goes by Stonewall. She's kind of freaking out being in there because she thinks that she'll see that guy, Saxon. His full name is Saxon Gray. But she really needs to be in there for protection because while she was driving around, I think she was driving around in her truck she Mm -hmm. saw some motorcycle riders behind her that are members of something called the 88 they're horrible people and it freaked her out and so she pulled off and went here and she's kind of here for protection while that thing is freaking her out she's also freaking out because turns out that saxon spent five years in prison protecting her or he got convicted Mm -hmm. of doing something because he was protecting her from something that happened to her a long time ago, which right now we don't really know that much about it. We just know there's some sort of history here that led to him having a prison sentence, but we find out pretty quickly what it was Uh in this story. Those problems were created by the 88 a long time ago, and they've continued to be a problem. And right now they're kind of ramping up their... Mm, harassment of retribution yeah 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 because her dad is really sick he's got a terminal illness and they think that now is kind of the time to finish what they started with her and finally get their revenge for what happened i liked this because some of this stuff that jenny thinks is pretty funny so she thinks at one point welcome to sexyville usa population one brooding guy who will never touch my best friend because she's the sister of his best friend what a sad little town that is so that's something <laughs> she thinks about anna and gunner and i i love stories that involve brothers best friends and the oh, kind of forbidden romance that happens there. I don't know why. I don't even have a brother. I don't have any siblings. But it's something about those stories. I just love it. Yeah, this was really good. Because even though they're in a motorcycle group, um, there's like certain 
a code of honor that these people have. So even though Gunner is interested in his best friend's sister, he can't really get involved with her because she's his best friend's sister. I don't understand why that would be an issue, but okay. I think it's an issue in the way that the friends to lovers is an issue because if things go bad and you don't actually work out with that person then you're not only losing the girlfriend or boyfriend, but you're also potentially losing the best friend that you have in the sibling. Well, that makes sense. I never look too far down the road, but Mm -hmm. that's true. If you look down the road, it would really complicate things. (laughs) (laughs) So Jenny is 29, almost 30, and everything that happened with Saxon happened when she was 14. There was some sort of event that everyone was at and the 88 tried to, I guess we should have done a trigger warning for this, but Uh they tried to uh, sexually assault her at this event. They were not successful, but however, because her dad was the president of like the rival gang, they were like... Mm -hmm oh, let's just, I don't know, attack her because we can't actually get to the dad. It's some really fucked up logic they have. Yeah, it, they're scum of the earth. And I guess what happened was she was she walked to a bathroom and when she came out, so these different motorcycle groups ha- were in different areas of this event. So she comes out of the bathroom, she gets a little turned around and she accidentally walked into what is considered, quote unquote, their territory at this event. And so there are they decide, oh, we're gonna we're gonna rape her to teach her father a lesson. Why the woman always has to suffer, I do not understand. But when I read that, I thought, well, they're still insane because her father's the president of this motorcycle group and he would probably kill them for what they're planning on doing to her yes this wasn't a very well thought out plan and this was a big public well sort of public i guess multi-club event so i don't know how they thought they were going to get away with it but they're not the smartest yeah it was a it was going to be a crime of opportunity she just Mm -hmm. happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. But it doesn't get to that point because what happens is Saxon intervenes and he ends up kicking one of the 88 in the head, the guy that was on top of her and trying to get in her pants. Because he kicks the guy in the head, he died. So he gets sent to prison, which is ridiculous. I agree. And she even took the stand and testified on his behalf as to what was happening. And I guess maybe the judge was trying to set an example or what the reasoning was, but he did get sentenced to five years and get that murder conviction. Right. While he was in prison, Jenny sent him an apology note that really made an impression on him. I don't remember what her note said. It basically was like, I'm sorry for you getting caught up in this and yada yada. I just remember his response to her note gets referenced several times in the story. Mm -hmm. And his response was short, to the point, and it just says, don't you ever be sorry I'm not. And then he signed his name. So now he's been out of prison for nine years. She's still very awkward around him. She knows that something's going to be happening. And apparently her uncle is the HR uh, Wolf's Den. What does that mean? 
Her uncle is, oh, her oh, husband at, is at, yeah. Her uncle is at the wolf den, which is not, oh yeah, he comes walking out of Saxon's back office and she thinks, what the hell, what's going on there? Why is he here talking to Saxon? Yes, because it's one thing for her to go and she usually goes during the day because she is best friends with Anna and daytime is a little bit different rules a little more open to the public nighttime is more just for the members of the motorcycle club but she's kind of given a pass to be there but then to have somebody who's wildly out of place super obvious he's not part of that motorcycle club to her it's basically a big red flag like what the fuck is my uncle doing here something weird is going on yeah so she asks saxon and he's just very cryptic and says talk to your dad yes he says talk to your dad and you'll get more information and then he also kind of wants to know why are you here so (laughs) she doesn't want to say anything she doesn't want to tell him what happened she doesn't want to admit why she's there so he ends up kissing her which for Mm. her is a big deal because ever since this thing happened with her when she was younger she's what some people would call frigid or uptight or what have you she's a little skittish around men and but of course saxon is an exception to that rule so he does kiss her and he says so fucking hot you and me jenny we're gonna burn up together and it says his mouth takes mine again not a kiss possession (laughs) when she's kind of kissed senseless then he asks her again like what the fuck are you doing here and if you don't tell me i'm gonna go question anna and so now she's a little upset because she's like oh well he only kissed me to distract me to get this info and i don't want anna to get upset or in trouble so she does end up telling him what happened right that she was kind of getting followed or at least she thought she was getting followed by these guys their interaction basically ends with him saying talk to your dad And then tell me if you want what he lays out and you need to want it. All right. Very cryptic. Interesting, but very cryptic. So she does go home and talk to her dad. And it turns out that her dad wants to merge his motorcycle club, the Steel Titans, with Saxon's club, the Hellfire Riders. Her dad, like we said, he's got that terminal illness and they have, they're an older club or maybe a little more well-established in the terms that they have a lot of land and a big clubhouse and all these things to offer, but they don't really have a lot of membership. But then on the flip side, the Hellfire writers have a lot of members, but they don't really have a lot of land or the place that they do have the clubhouse is in the middle of town. And the neighbors are, you know, of course, worried. They don't really want to have motorcycle clubhouse in the middle of Main Street. Right. So this would be the answer to a lot of concerns. And since her father is dying, he knows that's going to leave Jenny unprotected. And he And she are very close. Her mother died when she was very little. And she's really close to her dad. And she knows, and he knows, that when he dies, the 88 are going to try to do something to her. So he's trying to set things up. So once he's gone, she will have someone to look out for her. Yes, and they have the big piece of land that I think they have their house on. The motorcycle clubhouse is on that land also. But then also Jenny owns and runs 
a brewery. And so she has that facility and the open to the public come in and do a beer tasting location also on that land. So while she's having all these problems with the 88 and part of her wants to leave town, the other part of her is so well established there. It's going to be a lot for her to try to start over. Right. Her dad tells her he wants, he doesn't just want the clubhouse because she thinks Saxon wants the clubhouse if they merge their motorcycle groups. And her dad says he doesn't just want the clubhouse. He wants a package deal, but that's up to you. And she's like, what do you mean up to me? What do you mean by a package deal? She is thinking, what does Saxon possibly want from me? Sex in exchange for protection? Well, then this was sad because now she's upset about the kiss again because she thinks that after all this time, he never showed any interest in her and he must have been sampling the goods. I don't think I mentioned it, but Saxon is... I think five years older than her, five or six years older than Jenny. Yeah, I think that's so. Yeah, not a huge deal. They're pretty close in age. So, okay, chapter four. (laughs) Holy fuck. Like, stop talking about the book on chapter four because I have so much to say about this. Well, I have a lot to say about chapter four and a lot to say about something that happens in the, I think it's the third part of the novella, or maybe it's the second part. Okay. Uh, I'll be girling over that when it comes to that. Anyways, chapter four is when Jenny agrees to the terms and she tells Saxon basically, you can have the clubhouse, the cabins on the property, we'll work out a lease. And then she says, you'll pay. Pay me every month in my bed. And Saxon, she says, excuse me, you want the package deal, the clubhouse and the land out there. And you'll be claiming me so that Reichman, that's a main guy from the 88, that's really has it out for her. Yeah. Is less likely to try something. She says, like, I'm just another cabin on the property and you're tagging the walls. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. So Saxon's response to this is, if I was tagging you, princess, I'd be jerking off all over your sweet little ass. No, fuck jerking off. I've done that enough times thinking of you. So I'd bury my cock inside you, then fuck your pussy deep and hard. And when I'm finally ready to blow, I'll pull out and tag you then. Slide your skirt up and I'll put in my down payment now. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. was the hottest contract negotiation I've ever read in my life. I agree. And yeah, then I'm surprised the book didn't burst into flames at this part. It was so fucking hot. I'm like, dear God, but go continue, please. Yeah. And then I just have a note that there's literally pages upon pages of him giving her oral. It's super hot, but he's also sweet as hell sometimes because Mm -hmm. he says at one point, it's you and me and I want you in my bed every night or I want to be in yours. You got troubles. I want to be the first one you call. I want to be the only man you look at because you're the only woman I'll see. And I want it for a hell of a long time. Mm. Yes, please. Oh, my God. Okay, so then I just have a short note about how the first novella ends. Okay. Um, Basically, what happens is Jenny and Anna go to a bar and they're hanging out and she sees Reichman, that asshole from the 88 there. He's actually the brother of the guy that Saxon murdered, which is why he has it out for her so bad. He tries to attack her at the bar But Saxon comes in and saves her from the attack. And this was so sweet. He's 
basically choking the guy out and he's gonna suffocate him to death and everybody in the bar is watching and freaking out and jenny tells him she's trying to beg him to stop and she says please too many people will witness it it'll be more than five years and he says i won't be sorry for a single fucking second of it not even if it's the rest of my life And her response is, I know, but I've loved you for so long. And after all this time, you're finally mine. I can't bear losing you now. Mm. So I know. Sweet. Sweet. Swooning. (laughs) She's also very sweet. They're both very sweet to each other when they do these sorts of confessions. You know, he does have all that like testosterone pumping, that rage or that I was going to murder somebody temperament. It needs an outlet somewhere, right? Yes. They do leave that bar on his motorcycle and then he pulls over on the side of the road and he does fuck her on that motorcycle. And oh my God, it was so hot. Yeah, I was in my head. I was like, I've been on the back of a motorcycle forever, been with people with motorcycles. And I'm like, how does this actually logistically work? But I didn't worry about that too much because it was very, very fucking hot. He basically says... I need you hard, Jenny, so hard. And she says, then take me hard. And he tells her to turn around and kneel on the seat and then reach up and grab the handlebars. Okay, grab the handlebars might be right up there with the grab the headboard line (laughs) from Sarah J. Moss. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. How many times did you want to call me while you're reading this book and go, God, thank you so much for finding this book. It was very hot. This also kind of reminds me of, wasn't it, was it the same author where we were reading where they have sex on the horse? Yeah. Where the, uh, yes. Yeah. She knows how to do a good mm-hmm. not in the bed sex scene. Oh, yeah. So that was the end of the first novella. So then the second one starts and it's called Taking It All. And which is like ironic said, after what just happened on the motorcycle. <laughs> I thought after she did take it all. Yeah. She yeah, yeah she did. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yes. It picks up about a week later, or maybe a little less than a week later. And so something had gotten mentioned in the first novella, or it was brought up in the first novella that we didn't mention yet. And it's this mm-hmm. weird club rule they have Yeah, from when Jenny's dad was in the same motorcycle club, or he was... Yeah, he was in the same motorcycle club as somebody from the Hellfire Riders. They were fighting over this girl, and the girl ended up going with that guy. And so that guy was the president, and he made this really fucked up rule that if a president ever claims an old lady, he has to have sex with her in front of the, I think, entire motorcycle club. Yeah, And the members of the motorcycle club can basically praise her as they're having sex by touching her and joining in later on and having their own turn. Now, I've never actually been an old lady. I mean, I am an old lady, but I've never been a motorcycle club old lady. (laughs) But I feel like no motorcycle club member in their right mind would ever be okay with this rule in real life. Because they wouldn't want all these people to have sex with their woman. 
they'd be too possessive. Yeah, they do some weird things. So honestly, I don't know. But basically, Jenny is going to have to pull a train of all these motorcycle people. And it's supposed to be like this big thing of praise where, you know, they're all accepting her as the president's old lady. And I was like, holy crap. I have seen it in books before where the women are kind of punished or passed around and you have to like give other people a blowjob, I guess. But this weird rule of the president, if he ever claims a woman has to, and it says, this is a quote from the book, it says, by taking him, it means that she rides his cock until he comes inside her. The wording Mm -hmm. is detailed, even down to the position she's in. It was very interesting. But of course, this is an issue because Jenny is skittish and she's not going to want to do this. Right now, she doesn't know that this is an issue, but it's coming up for Saxon in his meetings with the Motorcycle Club members. They want him to apply all the rules all the time because they had an issue in the past with the rule about women being in the Motorcycle Club and Lily was able to come in because of a rule that the motorcycle club had. And so a lot of the members are like, well, if you applied that rule for Lily, now you have to apply this rule if you want Jenny. Yeah, but not all the motorcycle members, not all of them want to do this. I mean, there are some guys in the in the club that have some integrity, but there are also several members that are still really pissed off that poor Lily, even though she flew helicopters in Afghanistan and is a badass in her own right, they don't want her in the group because she's a woman. And so the ones that were against her, some members are cool with Lily being in the club, A couple of members left because they were so pissed. And then a couple of other members are still bitter about it. So that's why they're throwing this in Saxon's face saying, well, you're letting Lily in here by using what is the rule? I think it's like anybody that served in the military is welcome to join the club. And Lily was in the military. So that's how she gets in there. Yes, that was the rule he used to say veterans are allowed. It was interesting to me. I never thought of this, but there are several people in this motorcycle club that are ex-veterans. And I thought, I don't know that an ex-veteran would want to be involved. But, you know, because motorcycle clubs have a reputation for being, you know, badasses and not following the law. And, you know, I don't know. Would they actually join a motorcycle club, to me, it would be interesting to know. I could see the appeal because there is still some rank and hierarchy and rules which the former military side of them might like. But then mm-hmm. also you have it on the flip side where it's a little more extreme and yeah, there's rules, but there's still a lawlessness about it. So I guess it depends on how you left the military and what your experiences were like. And if you still wanted that brotherhood of it, you know, having your back and all that stuff. I'm laughing at, I've just read something you put in your notes. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) let me Let me read this thing I put in my notes. I can't even remember the details of what happened in this particular novella because the last chapter was so fucking hot I blacked out. And that's true (laughs) because, oh my God. (laughs) 
Yeah. This book I was just right up have there. Highlights and highlights of how fucking hot it is. Okay, so he says they're having sex at one point. She tells him deeper and he says, I bottomed out Jenny. There's no deeper. I got more cock, but you don't have more cunt. And she says, I do. She says, When you're fucking me hard, you're deeper you're in me all the way and he says yeah i am buried balls deep and then he says at one point i'm not deeper i'm just punching my cock up into you jesus have i been hurting you every time we fuck and she says no jesus okay and then this is how you say hit me in the cervix without making it sound gross because it says i'm panting (laughs) as the crown of his cock hits the end of my need swollen channel girl yes (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Jenny did find out about this rule that the people are trying to enforce it. And she doesn't want Saxon to pick her over the clubhouse because she knows that Saxon will pick her and not make her go through with it. But then she's worried eventually he'll get resentful. Jenny kind of pulls one over on him and does orchestrate to do this thing with him behind his back. She ends up talking to a couple other people in the clubhouse and she's able to show up and actually have it be only one member of the... I also want to say executive board, but that's not what they are. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Oh, God. I think it's blowback that... Shows up and watches while she has sex with him, but she's still kind of freaking out. And of course, he's so well endowed that even when she's in the mood, it's hard for him to fit. And so she's like, not the wettest, and she's kind of freaking out. And so this actually took a turn that I guess I should have seen coming, but I didn't necessarily think it was going to happen because not only does she agree to have sex with Saxon in front of this guy to fulfill the rule, he can't do anything to help her. He's supposed to not touch her at all. She has to do all the work. And so she's having some trouble doing it. And so she actually asks somebody to join them, but she asks Lily... oh yeah because lily is bi and jenny had experimented before because she was having some of these issues with men and so while it wasn't like her preferred thing to do she has done in the past and so she asks for them to get lily to join them and so lily does (laughs) oh my god yeah (laughs) i'm not like really into female on female but this was so hot i was like maybe there is hope for me maybe i could switch teams eventually (laughs) yeah i thought the exact same thing i don't know if i would have to have the guy there Maybe at first, maybe eventually I could stay with the guy and then slowly wean him out of the situation so I could be <laughs> just women. Yes, I think that's what I need to. Yeah. I've tried enough men. Now it's time to see. Can I? Maybe I'm meant to have a relationship with a woman. I don't know. Or, or maybe just this hot as fuck sex because <laughs> <laughs> Lily shows up and she she's all up in there like an OBGYN for Jenny. (laughs) So she says, Oh my God. She says, Holy shit. Her little pussy is just sucking you in. She's the fucking hottest thing I've ever seen. And Saxon says, make her hotter. Mm. And 
Jenny's thinking, I'm so focused on the delicious sensation of his cock filling me that I'm not prepared when Lily's mouth covers my clitoris. Jesus. This is like the, was it the Looney Tune where the boingy eyeballs came out or was it Tom and Jerry? (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, Lily does a bunch of nipple play on Jenny. She goes down on her while Saxon's fucking her. If you're not into that or you don't think you're into that, please read it and report back. Because I guarantee you, you're going to think it's hot. Let's just say Lily understood the assignment. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Oh, yeah. She oh, sure yeah. did. Mm-hmm. She was happy to serve. Yeah, yes. she was. It was amazing. And so they do fulfill the contract. Saxon does, you know, come to completion, which was what he needed to do. And so all is right with the world. And that was basically how the second novella ended. I personally could have just ended my read there because like I said, I did black out for a bit, but then also (laughs) it was so hot. I could have done without the last novella, I think, and been perfectly fine. Not me. The last novella is called Having It All. And so this one really focuses on cleaning up the situation with the 88 and wrapping up that conflict. And so... I felt like it really kind of lost the motorcycle club portion of it and got more into a secret ops military type of book now. Like you said, a lot of the people in this motorcycle club are former members. And they have to do something to get rid of the 88 so they're no longer a threat. I was fine with it. I thought it was good. At one point, Jenny is talking to Saxon. I think they're in his driveway or they're outside somewhere. I feel like he was working on one of the cars or something or she's at her truck. Basically, they're outside and they get attacked by members of the 88. And Mm -hmm. Saxon ends up getting shot in the upper chest, part of the neck area. And yeah, I was like freaking out. Huge freak out. I'm like, don't, yeah, like don't let anything happen to him. And she's like, they're coming for her. They're coming to grab her. And he's telling her to run. And she's trying to stop the bleeding. It's a big, hot freaking mess. Saxon is in the hospital recovering, but he's only there for a few hours before he leaves. In the meantime, Jenny is trying to figure out how to get rid of the 88 without Saxon actually committing murder again and getting in trouble. She basically like hires a hel- like a helicopter or something to take photos, aerial photos for her at night, I think, of the 88's compound for some sort of recon mission. That is that what she did? There's a police officer or an FBI agent that is suspicious of the 88. They are trying to bust them. So Jenny's trying to figure out a way to protect Saxon so that he doesn't get in trouble. So she hires somebody to go over and do the recon pictures and her plan Her first plan is, I'm going to break all the rules and Saxon's going to be livid, but I'm going to give these pictures to the cop as evidence of what the 88 is doing. Because the 88, it turns out, they're involved with the cartel and they're making meth and they're also running women, which is something that they don't do, the health 
fire riders will not do. Mm -hmm. So they're into all kinds of crap. Plan is that she's going to give this information to the cop so that the cop can bust the 88, taking them out so that Saxon won't be in trouble again. That's right. But then she changes her mind, right? And she gives the photos to Saxon and they can use those to go in and deal with the 88. Yeah, that's exactly why. So she changes her mind because if she went through with it, she's showing the club that she doesn't trust Saxon to protect her. And that's a big no, no. And she's going to end up blowing up her relationship. So this was like, I guess a good compromise. They do go in, they kill a bunch of those guys from the 88, including Reichman. And my quote from this novella is from something Saxon is thinking. He thinks, I don't know if I killed Reichman now with that hit, but this time I mean to. Grabbing his head, I jerk his chin around until his neck snaps. Now I'm sure. Yeah, I loved it. So now... All is right in their world. There's no more issues with the 88. There's no issues with that cop. They can go on their merry way. Correct. So what'd you think? I freaking loved this book. It's one of my all-time favorites. It could not have been any hotter. I would give this book five drenched panties. Okay. What about you? I think I would give it four and a half like super soaker wet panties <laughs> because Saxon was awesome. I yeah. thought it was super hot. He was also super sweet. I liked the side characters. There was pretty good setup for a couple of the future people. The only things I didn't particularly like was how it wasn't rewritten or kind of re-edited to make it one fluid book. I wasn't a huge fan of the last novella. It was okay, but I, I like the part where he got shot and that was kind of scary, but I don't know. It just kind of seemed out of place, maybe because there wasn't as much sex as there yeah, were the first two. I'm sure <laughs> that is why, because it yeah. actually was a story and not just them going for it. But there were parts in this where they did go for it. They yes. had to wrap it up somehow. He had to get rid of, he had to neutralize this threat to his woman. So I was fine with it. It, it was the natural and logical end to the story. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't, I think because the second one was my favorite. And it was really hard to top the. Oh boy, the, was uh, it? Whew. Yeah. Anyways, so did, highly recommend. And you're reading, you finished the second one after this? or I finished the second one, which is Lily and Blowback. Yeah, Jenny and that was Saxon, good. They're still my favorite. This is still my favorite book. I mean, the book was good. I mean, he is, a lot of stuff comes out about, you know, Lily's past and how hard she struggled to be in the club. She doesn't take a lot of crap from people, but... Oh boy, she'll take it from blowback. <laughs> and I would too, to be honest with you. So now I'm on to the third book, which is Gunner and Anna. Okay, and how's that so far? Uh, so far, so good. The second book with uh, Lily and blowback, I got to the point that when I was almost done with the book, I couldn't read it at night before I went to bed because my heart was beating so hard in my chest. I had to wait until read it during the day <laughs> yes. okay. it was just had too much of my adrenaline pumping what about you what's going on with you what am i reading yeah 
anything. So I kept the Katie Wilde thing going and I read The Midnight Bride, which was the second book after The Mail Order Bride. Oh, I read that book. Yes, I hadn't read it yet. So I read that. Okay, what'd you what'd you think of that? Uh, that was good. I'd give it like four panties. Mm-hmm. I read the next book that we're supposed to do for the podcast. That oh, was you're done pretty, already? Yeah, it was pretty short. So I just read it because I actually read it now or before because the book I'm currently reading is really fucking long and so I need the time to get through it but I'm finally reading I think it's book four of the Horde Kings Zoe Draven series you're just now reading that which people are in that one yeah I hadn't finished it the series so I'm reading Taken by the Horde King which is oh my god Book four. It's not the last one. It's before the last one. So it's either book four or book five. I'm not sure. So I started that yesterday. Oh, but it's really long. I think it's over 400 pages. So I need the time to read it. Yeah. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, so what are you trying to say? I, I don't get it. Yeah, it's, uh, I love that whole series. It's good. I think it's hard for me. And I've had this problem with this series before is that a lot of the words are very similar. They're not English words because they're made up words from this world. It's kind of confusing to me. I'm trying to get back into it and like, what the hell is happening in this world? I have not gotten to the part yet, barely where they're going to meet. You said Taken by the Horde King. Is that what you said? Yes. That's the last book. That's one, no, two, there's three, a, four. There's a book after it, Throne of the Horde King. Oh, that's right. That was before. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at an older book of hers. So word list stuff. Okay. Got it. Yeah, so I have that also downloaded. I'll try to read that. But they're both 400 to 500 pages each. So it's going to be hard for me to read them quickly. Yeah, see, honestly, I... I don't care as long as the book is good. It could be a thousand pages. I mean, I don't care. Look at Crescent yeah, City. Just, well, that book is I, what a thousand. I totally agree with you. But because I only read one book at a time, I don't want to be in the middle of reading this and then have to read something for the podcast. So that's why I'm oh, reading I it see. now. Because I actually got ahead. Other than that, I have a couple Reese Barden books downloaded and ready to go. But I'm trying to save them for our trip. So I have something to read on the airplane rides or while we're there. So it's really hard because I see them every time I open my Kindle app. But I'm trying to wait. Yeah, I'm waiting on the Darius book by J.R. Ward. The new drop that she did. I have it, but I'm, I'm not reading it until... So I also have something to read on the plane. But her books are longer. They tend to be long. So I may just need that book. Because in my mind, I plan on having a, a just a good old time in Scotland. I don't plan on having a lot of time reading. But I realized when you came over. So Rachel came over yesterday to help me pack for this trip and Rachel's like a machine and I it's terrible because now that I'm retired I spend 99% of my time alone in my house I'm not used to being around people and I was exhausted and Rachel did all the packing I mean I just stood there and (laughs) it was 
Oops, she was moving <laughs> a mile a minute. And I was thinking, oh my God, how am I going to deal with this trip being around people? I'm going to have to take a lot of clonopin. It is hard even for me because with COVID and we were all home for so long and then getting used to driving out and about again or just being yeah. in big groups. I totally get you. Yeah, I, it kind of concerns me. Because I need to be, I'm too isolated. I need to be around people, but I don't like people. They overwhelm me and I'm empathic. <laughs> I'm empathic. So I pick up, I'm very sensitive to noise and what's happening and reading people. It's total sensory overload, no matter what I do. So I don't, I have to find a balance, but it's too late because we're leaving in what, two weeks? I, I cannot fucking believe it. The first yeah. time I'm going to pass out on you is when we actually hand our passport to get stamped so we can leave or enter or whatever. And also when I get on the plane and I actually realize it's happening, that'll be the first time I black out. Okay. I'm not going to freak out till we actually leave the airport in Scotland. And then I think when you leave the airport and you're going to see how wildly different it is from America, that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, me too, but it's, oh, geez. Whoa. <laughs> Somebody rang my doorbell. I heard it. So annoying. Do you need to go see who it is? At least you have a guard dog. I'm glad when my dog barks when people come to the door. No, that's fine. I, I I don't need to see. I don't open the door, so it doesn't matter. I don't fucking care who it is. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Go like, away. Don't, don't you see that sign on the, on the gate? Yeah, don't ring the doorbell because I'm not opening the door. Don't call me because I'm not answering the phone. Like, there's basic rules for living nowadays. Boy, don't I know that. You don't even answer the phone for me. I'm your mother. Answer the phone. Well, that's because I don't hear it ringing because I don't have the ringer on. So if I don't answer it when you call, it's because I didn't hear it ring. But I do answer it for you and my kids. Well, oh, but otherwise, do don't call me. What do you mean you don't have the ringer on? Because you seriously don't want to answer the phone? Well, yeah, I don't want to hear it ring. And I don't want to hear the chime every time I get a message or some sort of alert or something. Well, go into the app and all your notifications. I turned all mine off. But well, I don't want to do that because I want to know that I had something happen on the app. I just don't want to hear it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of times I call you, not a lot because I know you won't answer the phone, but I call you and it just rings and rings. And it's like, I've seen you look at your phone and just go dismiss or ignore. And I'm like, yeah, I see you in my head doing that while I'm trying to call you. So okay, I guess well, if you anything, know, there's a I'll trick to, for that. Oh, what? Text you? No. Well, that too. <laughs> no, I think. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think what happens if you see a phone call coming in and you silence it or make it stop, I think it actually yeah. like hangs up on the call. But if it just oh, thought... rings and rings and rings until you get to the voicemail, no like nothing happens on my end. I just let it go to voicemail like, I, you know, like a okay. normal phone call would. So I think oh. that's how you would know if somebody's like dismissing your calls or purposely not answering them is if it rings like once or twice and then it goes like cuts off but if they're on the phone with someone else it'll also do that oh yeah maybe yeah you don't know that because your brain would explode if two people were calling you at once but if two people were calling you at once you're it the second caller goes straight to voicemail well no because you have call waiting you have call waiting, don't you? Yeah, but if you don't pick it up, it goes to voicemail. 
Oh, got it. Yeah. I yeah. used to have a Well, that's phone. another thing to know. Don't leave me a voicemail because I don't check those. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I need another emergency contact because <laughs> you, you're definitely not the person to go to if there's a problem. So if anything happens to me and the ambulance people or the police are somewhere coming to help me, I have to explain to them. I have to stay conscious long enough to explain now, my daughter doesn't answer the phone. She doesn't listen to voice messages. She barely will look at a text. So I don't know how you're going to contact her for me, but good luck with that. Yeah, the best invention ever for cell phones was when the phone call voicemail got converted to text messages because now I can get my voicemails texted to me and it's fucking fantastic. Oh, I need you to show me that because I don't know how to do that. Okay, I don't know how I got it to do that, but I will try to help you figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it sounds good to me. All right, so is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, the only thing I need to say is announcing the next book. Oh, yeah. The next book is... Let me see. So I say it right. Craving the Alien Vampire by Ro Singh. New author for me. New author for you. Yes. And it was only about 100, a little over 100 pages long, which was nice. The closer we get to leaving on our trip, the more ADHD I become. I can't. At some point, we need to announce we're not going to have episodes again until whenever, because I started reading that book. And even though it's a short book, I my head will not rest. My mind is going a mile an hour about the trip and everything. And am I forgetting to pack stuff or are you forgetting to pack stuff for me? I am not going to I need to focus more and I can't. So at some point, we need to pick a date when this is our cutoff because we're going on vacation and Kara can't function anymore in any <laughs> anything else, any possible way. So please forgive us. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, all right, we'll figure you. it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for all your help yesterday. Thank you for my ears. People haven't seen our Instagram post. Please go to Instagram. Rachel helped me with my my wig and my crown and my elf ears for Halloween. We did a test run and it was fabulous. It was, it was fun. So we put a picture on there so people can go to Instagram and see that photo. All right. And then I yep. got to find something to do today. I keep telling myself, go for a walk, but then I'm like, I don't want to. Well, the weather's kind of shitty anyway, so. I don't mind walking in shitty weather, but it means I have to put a bra on and I don't want to do that. And I could throw a... <laughs> A flannel shirt over my tank top, but I don't want to do that either. And I'm wearing <laughs> men's I'm wearing men's board shorts because I'm a fashion dish. Okay. All the, all the things. Okay. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, good luck to you. I'm gonna edit the episode. All right, babe. So you have a good day. Let me know if anything comes up. All right, I will. All right. Take care. I love you. All right, love you too. All right. Bye, honey. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media.